Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Mad Girls Club. We are here with a, another episode. We have two amazing hairstylists here from DFW. We have Elizabeth and Hello. Crystal. And I am going to let you guys introduce yourself. Just let them know, like, your name, your business name, and kind of like a little, you know, a little bit about me before we get started. Okay. You want to go first? Sure. Okay. So, <laughs> Crystal Lopez. Um, my IG handle is Mains by Crystal. Um, I just recently changed it up because I think everyone knew me as Alexa, which it was like the best of both worlds because like everyone in my family knows me as Cristal and then my clients would be Alexa. So I just felt like it was just way too complicated. Uh -huh. and I'm like, okay, I just want to keep it to my actual name. Like I love my name, Cristal. <laughs> Other than my mom calling me like Alejandra when she's angry, like there's no need for <laughs> Is me. that your middle name? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's Alexandra, but she'll be like Alejandra, uh -huh. you know, it's just like, girl, what? And then, um, yeah, so I'm an, um, 26 years old. Um, I live in Dallas. Um, I am engaged and congrats. Thank you. <laughs> and, um, yeah, this is my first podcast and I'm so excited. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for so being much. on here. I'm excited. Yes. Yeah. And then a little bit about you. Uh, so my name's Elizabeth. Um, yes, no H, <laughs> no H. Yes. Um, but it's okay if you guys say Elizabeth, I'm totally fine with that. Um, so I'm 31. Um, I've been doing hair since end of 2019. Um, I also live in Dallas. Well, I live in Richardson, but mm -hmm. Dallas. Dallas CFW. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a daughter. She is 15. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to be here. I'm kind of nervous, so I'm sorry if I uh, stutter. <laughs> no, so at the Mad Girls Club, I know it can be like nerve-wracking, mm -hmm. you know, have, being in your first podcast and stuff. So I like to do icebreakers just yeah. to like set the mood so you guys aren't nervous, you yeah. know. So if you had to use one tool as okay. a hairstylist for the rest <laughs> of your life, nothing else, just one tool to do the job, okay. what would you Pick. Okay, I already have mine. <laughs> the Arab. Arab? Okay. The Arab yeah. to do hair? Oh, like, like for myself or for like a For client? your clients. Oh, for my clients. Ah, uh, a tool. <laughs> a blow dryer. That's <laughs> I'm going to say lightener. Lightener? Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Is there like okay. a reason behind that? Um, You use it a lot? Most of my business is using lightener. Yeah. Okay. So without it, I feel one. like I wouldn't have business awesome <laughs> so i actually know alexa because she actually did my hair mm -hmm. yes it looks uh, so good thank you thank you and so i met alexa or cristal i'm sorry yes, cristal. i'm so used to <laughs> no, saying okay. alexa <laughs> yeah. because which explains the uh, name change me as alexa. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 and so Crystal, um, I met her through a friend in school who I was looking for a hairstylist at the time. And luckily that person introduced me to you mm -hmm. and then I came to see you mm -hmm. and then I saw you next to her. Yeah. And I just want to say like now that I follow you and, you know, I've seen your Instagram too as someone who works in the marketing field, like I love like 
the aesthetics that you guys are doing. Thank you. Mainly, like, one thing that I really, really love is, like, how you guys take pictures. Like, the the duo <laughs> pictures that you guys have. Oh, yeah, the like, side-by-side. Side. Yeah, 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 I love those. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Those are fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, I had you guys get on Instagram, ask, you know, a few questions to your followers. I have some questions myself. And then I wanted to bring them on here because there's so many, so, so many, so many hairstylists here in DFW and there's so many people who want to be hairstylists, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. So I have a lot of questions for you guys so that we can help people who want to become hairstylists, you know, get the advice that they need to like be in the position that you guys are in. Mm -hmm. And then also, um, you guys are entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. business women, you guys don't work for a salon Mm -hmm. anymore. You guys have your own business now. And so I want to like pick on that as well in case you know I think being a hairstylist you're kind of like solo Mm -hmm. but then not a hundred percent solo you know like as a business entrepreneur so I just want to talk a little bit about that too and I have my questionnaire here okay and so I guess we can start (laughs) off with like prior to working together what did life look like for you two um so we met back in january of last year Mm -hmm. um before that i was already in a single studio Mm -hmm. um i loved my space like i i feel like i created a good vibe and um just having like a one-on-one time with my clients was just everything i ever dreamed of Mm -hmm. um and yeah i was working a lot i think i was working like six days a week um but i really enjoyed it Mm -hmm. Um, so that's where I was I was at um, a salon in downtown Dallas which I believe I was there for a year almost going to a year before I went into going solo Um, and uh, it was a good opportunity for me to grow from like business kind of seeing how they would um, run their business Mm kind of before that I was in a salon before that my last salon and um, I just felt like I just wanted to keep growing you know mm-hmm. like you're fresh out of school you want to soak up everything um you want to surround yourself with good vibes good energy especially like being a hairstylist like you know you're surrounded by so many girls and mm-hmm. so many different like um personalities and mm-hmm. everything yes. and i just knew i just wanted to kind of keep my head straight um into you know manifesting what i wanted i saw that vision for myself so i was like okay i have to keep working kind of seeing what i'm gonna you know, sometimes salons, mm-hmm. they're just there. You learn from them, but mm-hmm. it's, nothing is ever temporary. So I was just, like, kind of working to kind of growing my business and yeah. my name. And, yeah. So then, like, what, um, I guess before you, like, decided to be in a hairstylist and then, you know, what steps do you take to become a hairstylist? Like, I don't, like, I assume you go to school for it you know yeah so you guys wouldn't go to like a university or college right mm-hmm. no you go to hair school mm-hmm. yeah okay so like what is there like a hair school that you guys recommend like which ones did you guys go to like what is there to look for when you're like wanting to be a hairstylist i went to ogle which is like a really big known school i've heard of that one um, yeah. yeah that everyone's just like you know i want to go there they're gonna be the best out of the best like you're gonna learn like to become the best hairstylist but um looking back i'm like 
you could go to any like beauty school anywhere like locally or whatever Mm -hmm. um everyone at the end teaches the same thing Mm -hmm. you know the only difference is like the big brand name um and how much you're paying um i have a little sister who she went to a smaller like academy Mm -hmm. um and I was like, you know, go ahead and do that. You don't need to go to, like, you know, Palm Metro, Olga, which nothing, like, against them, but it's just, like, kind of seeing, like, money-wise and save stuff. Save your coins. Yeah, save <laughs> it. Yes. Um, it's not all about that. And, yeah. So, yeah. I remember when I was um, thinking about enrolling in cosmetology school, I went on this page on Facebook. It was, like, Dallas Beauty Community or something mm-hmm. like that. And I asked the girls, like, what school they recommended. And everyone said, literally, just go to any school that's, mm-hmm. like, not super expensive because they're only going to teach you um, how to pass the state board. Yeah. And so I got really lucky. Um, I found a school in Duncanville that was, like, just going to open. And the tuition was great. So I feel like um, I ended up getting a really good deal. And took me two years to finish because I was Mm part-time like I was working a full-time job and um going to night school and so it took me like two years but it was worth it how many hours is it that you guys need to do 1500 hours at that time what was yours I think it's a thousand now but it was 1500 yeah at that time oh so it's less now yeah Yeah. is there a reason for that no my it's sister, yes. I was like, you're only doing a thousand <laughs> hours. Like, that's not fair. Like, I remember I finished it like in nine months because I'm like, I'm going in and getting out. Like, that you is know, interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was full time at the moment. Yeah. Okay. So the key takeaway here is don't go to the best name brand school out there. Save your coins yeah. and just find a school. They're going to teach you the same thing anyways. Yeah. Yes. And you learn most of it like, uh, you know, at a hair salon that you work after mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. I noticed too that there's people who are hairstylists that will hold like classes. Mm-hmm. You know, like do you um would you uh I guess suggest people to go to those things too? A hundred percent. That's yes. the way do to you grow. learn more there than in oh, school. Yeah. yeah. So school's gonna teach you like sanitation, Texas law, mm-hmm. um things Perms like that. that nobody uses. Literally, <laughs> yeah, things that like are you know, you'll learn color theory, which is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. But everything else, like balayage, how to tone, how to... They don't teach you that? All those things, they touch on it, but not not. Yeah, you're just enough. moving on a pace where it's like, okay, we do this, and then, okay, move on to the next step, the next step, That's the so next crazy. lesson. So then how do you learn how to do it? <laughs> Classes, YouTube. Uh-huh. Really? Assisting, oh assisting, like, at Manic hair salons. Yeah. <laughs> That is so crazy. Yeah. Okay. Practicing on your sisters. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That is so crazy. Okay. So in going to I am so sorry. I'm supposed to pick up my son apparently and I forgot. Oh <laughs> no, I didn't forget to pick him up. I mean like I forgot to turn off my alarm. <laughs> okay, so my next question is when did you know it was time to leave working for someone else and doing your own thing? Um so I, let's see, out of cosmetology school, I was still at my corporate job. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up leaving that place just because I was so unhappy and like miserable. Okay. I found my first salon and I started renting a chair. So there's kind of like two different, um, what would you call them? Like setups, like salon setups. Mm-hmm. So one is you rent a chair and then the other one's a commission salon. So when you rent a chair, you basically buy, like, all your material, all your tools. You book your own clients. Um, 
you know, it's like you're your own boss. And um, Commission Salon, they help you do all of that. They provide everything, but they also take a cut from you. Mm. Usually it's like 60-40. Who keeps the 60? Who keeps the 40? The owner keeps the 60 usually. (laughs) Really? Yeah, because they provide, I mean, color is kind of expensive. Okay. And then um, you can use like their booking Mm -hmm. sites, like all that good Mm -hmm. stuff. Okay. Um, And so my first salon, I was running a chair. So I kind of felt like, I was already doing everything on my own, which I love. Like, I could come in whenever, mm-hmm. book the clients I wanted, um, have my own prices, stuff like that. And um, from there, I went on to a commission salon and really uh, noticed, like, I learned a lot, but then I noticed the difference in kind of, like, what I was taking home. Mm-hmm. And so um, I also craved more of, like, being independent and just like going back to making my own schedule and stuff like that. So which one do you prefer? Um, definitely I would say rental. Renting the chair. Yeah. So no 60, 40, no 60, 40. (laughs) It's not worth it. (laughs) No, it's, it's not. I mean, (laughs) like having your own business is a lot too though. So Mm -hmm. if you don't want to have to manage all of that, a commission salon is not a bad idea, especially Mm -hmm. when you're like straight out of cosmetology school. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause then you get to learn how like much it takes to have your own business. Right. right, right. So both are really good. It just kind of depends on like where you're at Mm -hmm. in your career. Gotcha. And then which path did you take? So I did salon. So I was commissioned. Um, So you did 60, 40. Yes, I did. Gotcha. yeah, so we I did that, and I just, I guess at the moment, I was just like a sponge kind of craving, like, all, like, the t- techniques, learning everything from um, this well, well-known artist that I was, hairstylist I was at the time. Um, and then, yeah, I prefer, like, being, like, solo now compared okay. to, like, back then. I'm just, like, I don't know if it's, like, you know, like, being, like, the oldest and like you know you're like that like boss and like you know you want to mm-hmm. do everything your way mm-hmm. you're kind of like picky you you just kind of figure out like what is what you want and what you want to attract and you know for the long run and yeah. so i'm what i'm understanding is if you want to learn a lot from a hairstylist or you're just out of school and you're you don't feel safe kind of going solo then um do the 60 40 yes. but if you feel comfortable mm-hmm. like working for yourself mm-hmm. and doing all the boss stuff i guess mm-hmm. you can say then yeah. do your own rent your own chair right Yes. Okay, okay. I get it now. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, when it comes to the legalities of the business, um, which, you know, people have a hard time with this in general with Mm -hmm. any business, how do you get past that step? Like, I guess when you guys were doing, like, your LLC or Mm -hmm. if you have that, you know, like, what... What did that look like for you? Since I'm... Did you guys go to business school or anything for that? No. Um, No. So, my corporate job really helped me with this one um, because I was dealing with businesses and um, so I knew from the beginning that I would have to register as an LLC Mm -hmm. um, which is limited limited liability company Mm -hmm. and uh, basically that just separates you from the business um, in case like anything crazy happens Mm -hmm. Um, so from also working with the businesses, I knew that LegalZoom provided that service. Mm-hmm. So I just went ahead and um, registered through LegalZoom, um, got my EIN, and um, like opened up a bank account, a business bank account, mm-hmm. got business credit, and 
just kind of went from there. You make it sound so easy. Like, <laughs> it's, it was complicated. It's a lot of, like, legwork, yeah. you know what mm. I mean? But once you get it down, you're, like, relieved. Okay. Yeah. What was your, so like... Me, so, it was a, <laughs> a, a month prior. I think I had a whole month to kind of do everything because the next month, which was October, we were already starting, like, opening our studio. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so, this I, is, you decided to do this while y'all are, like now gonna open a salon together yes so honestly like i everything was like thank thank god for her like (laughs) i was texting her all the time i would call her i would facetime her like what is llc mean like what am i supposed to do like i was on the i was like okay i have my ein number i already made my name Mm -hmm. like it was everything like thanks to her like you know like um i wouldn't have known all of it Mm -hmm. um but i feel like now that i have that knowledge i'm open to you know helping other girls who Mm -hmm. have that same thing because we all start from like somewhere Mm -hmm. and i'm sure she started from somewhere and she was so open to like you know helping me out and like making me understand like okay this is why and like you know kind of step by step it was such like a month of like stress like it was like oh my god and (laughs) you were also moving i was moving yes i was moving apartments (laughs) and it was just so much but um now I'm just like, okay, like all of that is over with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like yeah. how does taxes work? Like do you do it quarterly or do you do it like one time at the end or like do the clients pay for that? Like I like what does that look like? Um, so I do it just like once a year. Okay. Um mm-hmm. actually I'm going tomorrow to file my taxes. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dang, I have to go now. Um yeah. It's still such a subject that like I'm still learning about. Okay. It's kind of annoying um, because I wish they would teach this in cosmetology school mm-hmm. um, because you literally come out of cosmetology school and you're like, OK, like you don't realize like you're your own business now, mm-hmm. you know, so now you have expenses and things like that. And um, my first year, I was I was just like using Zelle and like Cash App or whatever. Yeah. Um, like under the table. low key. <laughs> yeah, totally. Just like just tell me. <laughs> So the next question is, do you believe you have to have a certain qualification to be a business owner? Or do you think anyone can just do it? That's a good one. That, I would take my <laughs> example. Like, I didn't know. But then, like, you can become, like, that business um, person that you need in your, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, that's that's mine. I agree. I feel like anyone can be anything if you put your mind to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does take, like, tough skin, yeah. I feel like. Um like, you have to have, like, certain skills, I feel like, to be a business owner. Um, like, you got to be able to work well with people mm-hmm. um, so that people want to work with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so clients sit in your chair and stuff like that. Um, I think you have to be, like, a good leader as well. Yeah. Um, just in the future, like, if you want to have employees or even because your business, like, literally rides on you, like, mm-hmm. being able to be successful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like, yeah, if you want to be a business owner, like you can do it, but just be ready to, to work. Take on that role, take on like, you know, everything behind it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just networking too, like finding out other people and, you know, not being afraid to ask questions. If you don't ask, like the answer is always no. How do you network? Um, if you want to network, like what, where do you go to find these people to network? Um, classes is a good one. Yeah. Social media, Social just media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Reaching out to other stylists. Mm-hmm. Um, but classes is a good one. That's where you meet a lot of, you know, like minded people. Mm-hmm. Everyone's there to learn. And um, 
you meet really cool people from like different states so it's cool cool. so i do want to clarify i forgot to even mention this is that you guys own a salon together Mm -hmm. but you have your own business and you have your own business so it's two separate businesses you just um share a space together Mm -hmm. correct i guess you can say and then what is your salon name Della Hair Studio. And then yours? Mine is Muse Hair Salon or Studio. Yeah, one of those two. (laughs) (laughs) She's freaking out. (laughs) Okay, and now when it comes, I know I was talking a little bit about like your marketing and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. I'm curious to know when it comes to branding and picking a business name, how do you come up with like the idea, the aesthetic, the poses, like where, where does that come from? Um, so... I feel like when I think of a brand, it's like what you want your clients to feel Mm -hmm. when they look at your post or like, look, you know, come into your salon. Mm -hmm. Um, For the salon, I think I was just going for like something like clean and like peaceful and earthy. We have like real plants in there and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, We have like a huge window. So there's natural lighting. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I just wanted to be like relaxing and. Um, all that good stuff. Um, for my name, for Delahare, um, it has different meanings. I think it's... Um, I love of, it. Thank you. So <laughs> and I'm gonna, not being biased. <laughs> I know. You're going to love this one. So obviously, my last name is Della Torre. Uh-huh. Um, so that's kind of where Della comes from. But also Della in like... I think it's like in Zulu. It's like an African language. Um, I just kind of Googled it like whenever I was looking for a name. It uh, means complete or like satisfied, and then um, I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. And Della in span or Della in English is from, so mm-hmm. like from hair mm-hmm. in a sense. Um, and then it also has another meaning, and it's pleasure or delight. Mm-hmm. So I feel like getting your hair done is like. It's, all of those things. Yeah, all of those things. <laughs> and when you get your hair done, you feel like a bad bitch, yeah. you know, and you feel complete, like you can take over the world. So yeah. that's kind of where I got Della Hair Studio from. Do you, so do you guys have like the same um, aesthetic vibes? I Yeah. Or you guys kind of so. different? I I feed a lot off of her because okay. she she's more like artsy and um, she takes her time and I just love like the neutrals like I'm a real like just black girl <laughs> yeah um I'll wear all black all the time yeah you guys are polar opposites you right are. now yeah yeah so yeah. I I love it but we love like the same like aesthetic and the same branding kind of colors mm-hmm. and like what we put out there very minim- minimalist mm-hmm. um just kind of going straight to the point and you know yeah. kind of you I guess when you see something like that so clean and stuff you're just like oh like it's more like capturing mm-hmm. um to the audience to like our clients and future clients and um like she said, you kind of feed off from that. So, like, we get, like, those clients who love all the same things. And, you know, um, and, yeah. Yeah, because I feel like you, whatever you put out, you attract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what kind of advice would you give to people who want to have their own beauty business? Just go for it. Take that leap of faith. Um, you know, so get someone, like, a mentor or someone that you look up to and kind of just see what they're doing, see how mm-hmm. kind of they just started and how they're doing and stuff. Um, but, yeah, just going for it. Like, the worst can't happen. Yeah, um, I feel like if you ask yourself, like, why you want to have your own beauty business, mm-hmm. too, 
like what's your purpose right mm-hmm. um like you definitely don't want to do it for the money mm-hmm. i guess that's what i'm aiming towards yeah because it's a lot of work um but if you want to have your own beauty business just know your why like what you want to offer as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. and then everything else will kind of just fall mm-hmm. into place yeah so i have like a little juicy questions that i want to ask you guys too okay so um what should a person look for in a hairstylist because you know there's so many people out there you can hashtag dallas hairstylist and so many people will pop up yeah so like what should a person look for um to pick that person and what should a person look for that's like a red flag that they should be like okay you know i'm not they shouldn't go to that person okay that's a good question um i think you should look for a hairstylist that is dedicated like if you see that they're taking classes Mm -hmm. um they're looking for different ways to perfect their craft um i to me that's like they're fully invested Mm -hmm. they're active too yeah look for someone that specializes in what you want done to your hair Mm -hmm. um you don't want to go to like a curly hair specialist if like you don't have curly hair because maybe that's just not like mm-hmm. what they you know what i mean mm-hmm. what they specialize um um what else crystal um definitely like seeing like girls like their befores kind of seeing like if you kind of fall in the same niche as what they're posting mm-hmm. like you know maybe a latina depending on like instead of like uh someone who just does like all like natural level like seven eight like which are more blonder girls okay um just kind of seeing like what their work is you mm-hmm. know yeah i would say that yeah somebody that's reliable you yeah. know that's gonna show up to your appointment <laughs> yeah <laughs> is there any red flags that you think um they should look for too um like crystal said if they're not active yeah or if you just don't like their work yeah or i've seen like stylists like just kind of ran on their instagram stories about like you know somebody being late or something i just don't feel like there's that's necessary to kind of post like even if there's no names i've seen those yeah yeah (laughs) and it's just kind of like it doesn't attract me like even being as a stylist i'm like you know like it's just not right to kind of bash clients at Mm -hmm. the end of the day or whatever like i wouldn't want to feel comfortable even being there you know Mm -hmm. um it's just to me it's just like you know i could like feel like that bad like you know i don't want energy yeah Mm -hmm. and if it doesn't feel right then i would just be like you know no there's i could find somebody else and you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think it's important to um like with what they're posting if you are attracted to their energy i Mm -hmm. think that's good but if you also feel like you can't sit in their chair for hours mm-hmm. because of whatever vibe you're getting from them, then that's probably like, uh, you know, you just probably shouldn't book with them if you're not feeling their vibe. Yeah. So another one of my questions that I feel like everybody wants to know okay. is say <laughs> I sit in your chair or something or a client, whatever, and I do not like what you did to me. Okay. How do we go about telling you guys that we don't like this? Because I feel like on our end of Mm -hmm. things, one, it's really hard, you know, to speak up for ourselves because you guys spent so much time. We spent so much time sitting on this chair, Mm -hmm. you know, and I feel like a lot of times when people do voice themselves that the hairstylist is very like, um, 
like, no, this is what you asked for or just like won't accept it or like, I don't know. It's just like um, very, what's the word? Like very protective over like, I don't know, their business or I don't know. They just don't like want to take it personal. Yeah, they take I it personal. See. Exactly. Okay. Like yeah. what advice would you give to people who have gone through that or will go through that? Like what what, what advice do you give them? I would love for a client to tell me, like, at the moment, you, I know it's, like, a full, like, seven, six-hour, like, session. Um, maybe we could, like, reschedule for, like, another day or in the next morning. Um, but it's better just to say, like, up front than, like, later getting, like, that text, like, hey, girl, like, you know, that nerve-wracking, like, text <laughs> yeah. message that you get. And you're like, oh, like, you know, you feel bad. You're like, oh, I wish I could have, like, invited you to feel, like, that your like your opinion your voice doesn't matter like I would love for you know a client to feel um safe to kind of just tell me or you know Mm -hmm. just to kind of work out okay this is like the resolution that we're gonna do um can you come in tomorrow morning Mm -hmm. we could fix that for you or what is it that you don't like like you know I just feel like it's it's fixable Mm -hmm. you know instead of you just kind of going home and not is there advice that you would give to hairstylists that doesn't know how to go about that situation too um i would say don't take it personal yeah don't take it personal it's not an attack against you Mm -mm. it's just more of maybe they had a different um image Mm -hmm. maybe something went wrong during the consultation yeah um but i love feedback like i always ask her like give me feedback like you know yeah that's how you grow yeah and like you're human like you're gonna make mistakes Mm -hmm. it's more of like how you own your mistakes and how you go about like fixing them um that makes you a better stylist Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and i feel at the end of the day the client will appreciate you doing that and like understanding them in that point of view yeah i would rather a client tell me you know i didn't like my hair even if they take like one or two days to like Because sometimes it's, like, the shock of getting your hair done. You're like, hmm, I pictured it different. Or, like, I'm blonde and I've never been blonde before. So I think Mm -hmm. taking, like, a day or two to kind of see, like, is it a shock because of the transformation or is it I just don't like it? Mm -hmm. And then, like, reaching out to me, letting me correct it, and then keep you as a client versus, like, you feel, like, robbed. Like, you just paid, like, so much money or whatever. And now you hate your hair and you Mm -hmm. just want to put black box dye over it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that would make me so sad if I'm looking through your stories. Oh, my God. And then you have black hair. (laughs) I'm kind of sometimes, like, afraid of that. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, they went somewhere else or they did this. Like, what? Yeah. like It's heartbreaking. It doesn't have to be, like, confrontational. Mm -hmm. Um, Just a nice message. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, don't be rude about it, of course. But Mm -hmm. um, if you're a hairstylist and you feel like um your client is attacking you because they just didn't really like their hair i think you have to like dig deep and just realize what they're asking from you um and you can fix it color is fixable yeah and then the next question is is there anything you did within the time frame of creating your business that you regret doing yeah. <laughs> Spill the tea, girl. <laughs> um, whenever I opened up, actually, the first place, uh-huh. and then um, whenever I started purchasing things for, like, the second place, I I didn't really have a budget. Like, I was just, like, I got approved for a credit card for, for my business. <laughs> and my boyfriend was, like, They'll get you. I know. <laughs> he was, like, what's your budget? And I was literally like, I don't even have one, you know, like mm-hmm. I know what I need and I need to buy it. 
and um, I'm going to set a vibe and it just is what it is. Like, I'll worry about it later. <laughs> um, so I think having a budget would be good. How do you know what budget to make? Um, I think I, I suck at I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I suck at budgeting. I think just being realistic with like what, what can you pay what off? What can you pay off and how long is it going to take? And mm-hmm. like, are you okay with having that debt? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anything you regret? Crystal? At the moment, no. I can't think of something right now. It, it would just be like, I wish I could have done this sooner. You okay. Know? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's the only thing. Yeah, that's the only thing. <laughs> um, another thing is, <laughs> like, if you, like, taxes, you know how we talked about that. Like, mm-hmm. it's still kind of, like, new to, not new, but I'm not too um, well-rounded rounded on that. Mm-hmm. But if you project on making over 50000 a year, um, talk to your tax consultant to see if there are ways to um, help you with how much you're going to pay in taxes. Because mm-hmm. okay. my first year... Yeah. Yeah, it it was sad. Like, <laughs> I wish I would have known those yeah. things sooner. Yeah. I guess now that I'm solo, so I think, like, this question will be better for me for next time, for next year. <laughs> and I'll be like, okay, my taxes would be, because this is my first time doing it, like, alone. Okay. Um, as, like, independent. So I'm like, I, I, I don't know what to expect yet. Well, good thing you have someone by your side that's yeah. literally yeah. have made those mistakes. Yes. So you I'm learning too. from her. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, your bestie Millie here. Trying to make a podcast is so hard and I need your help to make the Mad Girls Club podcast enjoyable and exciting to listen to for listeners just like you. By helping us take this quick two and a half minute survey, you can get a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card as a thank you for taking the survey at the end of season two. You can take the survey at www.themadgirlsclub.com or at www.bitbit.ly forward slash the mad GC survey. The links will also be in the description section of this episode that will take you straight to it as well. Okay, now I kind of want to get into your background a little bit. Um, being that you both are Latinas, what was it like um, growing up with Mexican parents? Did that in any way cause trauma in your life or has helped you with your business? So... My parents, um, I'm Mexican. Um, my parents always kind of raised me to like have like a corporate job, like a safety net, you know, some like um, a check that's gonna come in every whatever two weeks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so whenever I was ready to um, open up my own business, I had all types of doubts. Like I wasn't sure if I was gonna be successful. Um, so I definitely feel like my upbringing um, traumatized me a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I had to get over myself. And it's like a everyday. How did you get over that? Honestly, um, a lot of self-help books, mm-hmm. um, listening to podcasts, um, just getting like a different perspective on things and not being so negative and like fearful of the unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of having like a mindset of, abundance and like the universe got me and um just knowing yeah that I would be successful and like kind of be where I want to be so now that you are successful do your parents did their opinion change or anything like that oh yeah definitely (laughs) yeah (laughs) whenever I told them I left my corporate job they they were just quiet like they didn't say they were just quiet and um obviously that was like 
they might as well have said like what the hell are you doing mm-hmm. you know um but afterwards I started kind of sharing with them like I'm good like I'm actually better than I was when I was in my corporate job I'm happier mm-hmm. and um now they're just they don't even really ask me <laughs> anymore <laughs> they're just like whatever you're doing it yeah and then is how's your story like so I am, um, my parents are both Mexican, um, and I was born here in Dallas. I'm the oldest of four girls. Um, so I would say my kind of story would be like being the oldest, you kind of have a huge role on yourself. Mm-hmm. And for like, you know, these little people who are like looking up to you mm-hmm. and my sisters were like all of that to me. Um, and then I would just say like kind of keeping that like mindset that you, you could always do it. Like to me, it was like failure didn't like kind of exist. Like I had, you had to keep trying, like, you know, like if you fail, like, you know, keep, my mom would always be like, you know, um, pick up your head. Like, you know, there's going to be things like this going on. Um, I would say my mom's like my biggest rock in my life. Like, you know, um, she also did hairstylist back in the days. And she she supported me throughout everything. I told her like you know like um, I have like a major like not my major. I went to school for like kind of like marketing and stuff, but I didn't finish it. Um, just because I always like like you know that life that I want to create by myself on for myself, not mm-hmm. just like business. I knew I didn't want to go into an office. I don't like you know I helped out my mom back in the days like cleaning offices, mm-hmm. doing like warehouse things. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you know, my mom does so much for me and my sisters at that time. My my dad had gotten deported um, and my mom just kind of had like two jobs. And I'm like, OK, like I have to like put my head up and like keep going on for them and my sisters. Mm-hmm. So um, I did like hair school. That's why I finished it like in a few months. I was I just knew I just had to do something, you know, mm-hmm. um, and we're, we're all girls. So we all have each other's back. And I. I don't know I just feel like my my driven success was just like you know don't give up and like you know even though you grow up with so much generational like trauma and like I would say like violence and like you know money debt and stuff Mm -hmm. like my parents don't know my mom doesn't know that and now that I kind of go through this now I give her that advice you know I'm like you know mom like you know about money and like all of this and I don't know just being more um like peaceful like especially in a household mm-hmm. of hispanic you know like so much like nothing but girls <laughs> yeah so much so much so many things all the time but it's just like kind of keeping that storm kind of low and stuff and now that i have my business um i strive by like giving my sisters the advice and everything and like my mom and and yeah at the end of the day like they're everything to me and you know, my business means a lot to me being like, you know, you could um, be like a Hispanic girl, woman, um, you can make it and be peaceful now, you know, throughout all these podcasts and like books, like I read like so many books too. And I just like looking at things like positive mm-hmm. and, and yeah. <laughs> so you did mention to me too that you were born in Mexico, right? Yes. How um, has that like um how how were you able to like get this business I guess because there's so many people you know that have DACA or don't have DACA and then they want to be you know this entrepreneur like what advice would you give to them to be in your position um so I do have DACA um I think 
you know, don't set your own limits. Um, now that you have DACA, you can work, um, you know, mm-hmm. legally for whoever you want. And if you want to have your own business, then that's even better. Um, but there's really no, there's really no limits, I guess. Um, that was a limit growing up. Um, I always felt like I couldn't go to college. I couldn't get financial aid. Um, if I went through those things, I still couldn't get hired, right? Mm -hmm. Legally, no one was going to hire me. So that was a burden that I grew up with. Um, and then when DACA rolled out, I feel like the possibilities in my mind were just like endless. I was like, okay, cool. Like I can get my corporate job. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's exactly what I did. And then, um, once I was there for, I was there for like about five years, but like year three, I started feeling really unhappy. And so that's when I realized like, I just need to be courageous and like follow my dreams. Mm -hmm. Like here, my parents, um, sacrificed so much, um, left their country, left their family members. Um, we all did. Right. And I kind of owe it to them in a way. I owe it to myself to follow my dreams and, like, do the things that my parents weren't able to do. Um, So, yeah, I think you can either see your story as, like, I'm a victim, like, I don't have this, I don't have that, or you can just um, make the best out of it. Yeah. So I noticed from the both of you, you both have like this story of like, I have to make it for my family. Mm -hmm. You know, would you say that that's like a big push to being where you are now? Or um, is it more like, um, I'm going to do it because I want to? Or do you really think that having that back end push from family, like your mom, your sisters, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, you have to feel like, you know, now it's your turn to provide for them. Like, do you feel like that comes more from family or your own self? I would say both because now that, you know, I'm creating this life, I want to have this for my kids, you know, um, for them to see that anything is possible. And for me, I guess my what I strive on, what I feed on is my family that I want to show them that it's capable, like, you know, like in all of this and that. So I would say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about how much my dad worked or is working um and the fact that you know they didn't really get to do what they wanted to do it was just more like they had to provide for us Mm -hmm. um and I'm also the oldest I have a younger brother um but I also have a daughter and so I want her to know that like you can do it you know if you put your mind to it you can do it so it's a push of I think both yeah Mm -hmm. for sure And then I guess I want to talk a little bit about you being a mom. Um, How has that, because I know I'm a mom too, so I know there can be some struggles with having a business, you know. Um, How did you overcome being a mom and an entrepreneur? Um, It was hard. Like, going to cosmetology school, working a full-time job, going to cosmetology school, and then still having to come home and like make dinner um you know help with homework all those things it was a hard two years um and now she actually assisted me last summer so that was like her first job and um (laughs) it was really cool just to have her in the salon and her see like everything that I that I do oh that's cute yeah (laughs) it was fun um and yeah she understands like when I'm editing content or creating content 
um, she knows to kind of like leave me alone, <laughs> you know, because it takes some serious like concentration. Yeah. Um, but now that she's older, I think it's easier. Um, if she was a toddler, I have no idea. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. my boyfriend and I, we talk about like marriage and kids and um I honestly, I'm terrified of <laughs> <laughs> like being pregnant behind the chair. Like yeah. I, I think it's amazing that like women can do so much, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, but thinking about having a baby and like not being able to sleep at night and then going to work and like working for nine, ten hours, mm-hmm. like yeah, I just gotta wish me luck on that one. <laughs> <laughs> and then you don't have a kid, but what were your <laughs> struggles, you know, having this business? Like, I just want to see like a different perspective, you know, because not everyone has a kid. So right. what, what was your, you know, vision or, you know, your story like? What was hard for you? Um, I feel like I just kept wanting to do more and more. Like in my business, like I kept wanting to like reach out to like um, hair hairstylist creating content kind of just like seeing my plan like making a plan like okay what am I gonna do tomorrow to like you know make my business what it is now like Mm -hmm. I just kept having so many like ideas and roles at the moment like doing everything as a hairstylist and stuff um even so like I am like a fiance and stuff a girlfriend at the time um I don't know. I feel like did we that affect all, your relationship at all or anything? Um, no, because my fiance is an artist as okay. well, so I so feel he like gets it. yeah, he gets it, and um, he's like the best, and we kind of just feed off each other, like you know, mm. give each other feedback, and he understands like the time and, so, and vice versa and stuff. So, um, I had his I have his support like a hundred percent, but we are thinking of like kids in the future, and I'm just like, oh my god, like. That's one thing that kind of stops me from it. I'm just like, I'm knowing the person I am now. Mm-hmm. Like, am I going to have time? Which I am. But it's just like, it's just going to be a whole different world. Like, my whole world's going to, like, flip around mm-hmm. and stuff. And, but yeah, but that's my kind of, like. I love, like, seeing, like, two different perspectives of, I like, know. you know, <laughs> doing the same thing. But, like two different lives you know uh-huh. yeah and still you know being able to do it so it should be no excuse for anybody yes. to not <laughs> you know chase your dreams and yeah. be an entrepreneur at that yeah mm-hmm. so okay great so now that you guys answered all the questions that I have for you guys I know that was a lot and it kind of <laughs> got deep towards the <laughs> love end it, love it. <laughs> now comes the fun part I had you guys ask your followers um you know to send you some anonymous questions and they did and so I have them all here that I'm okay. going to ask you guys. So one of the questions is, are there any soft skills that y'all constantly use while working but aren't talked about often? I didn't really know what that soft skills meant, so maybe y'all do. I don't know if that's like an industry word or not. Can you repeat that question? Yeah, so it's <laughs> like, are there any soft skills that y'all constantly use while working but aren't talked about often? soft skills um or maybe just skills in general I yeah guess. um I mean I feel like uh communication is a big one mm-hmm. um whenever and I don't know if like I'm understanding the question but mm-hmm. whenever like our clients sit with us sometimes they um have like something that they've been wanting to talk about Mm. and they literally would just like Mm -hmm. 
throw it all <laughs> y'all are <laughs> out a therapist there. too yeah. yeah so i feel like um like being able to listen to them um to understand and like not just to reply yeah um is a big one and also are there moments sorry to cut you are there moments where like you don't want to hear people's like business and stories like it might be too much for you guys like maybe y'all are going through something yourselves like yes (laughs) (laughs) um it has happened to me where i just wasn't expecting it Mm. and um i have to like poker face you know like act like it didn't phase me um and then just kind of like talk to myself and just keep doing what I'm doing and just like let them talk um but I try to not let it affect me throughout the whole day just kind of like put in the back of my mind Mm -hmm. um yeah but that has happened yeah I feel like just hearing them out they just want to be heard um but when that happens I would just say like I kind of just change the subject like you know just kind of offer something like oh are you thirsty or like you know kind of just change it so it, it doesn't get too like um where you know i'll say my opinion and then you know just like to not cause so much like um, yeah you don't want to say the wrong thing about their situation exactly Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. like like (laughs) go ahead when when, um like one of my clients told me like she found her that her husband was cheating on her and i honestly just wanted to be like girl leave his ass you know like Mm -hmm. it's it's just not even worth it at that (laughs) point um but I had to hold back because it is her life. Like she is going through that. And um, at the end of the day, I'm just like an outsider looking mm-hmm. in. So holding back and just let it, just more of like boosting their confidence. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you um, you deserve the best. Like just stay, keeping it positive. Yeah. yeah. Kind of controlling the vibe, not yeah. letting it get too. Yeah, like, like not dark. trying to be a therapist, but just yeah. like an yes. open ear. Right. Yeah. yeah. And they're like your besties. So like the next time they come, you know, they're like, oh, we got back together. Or like (laughs) it's just like judgment free zone. Like, you know, like I'll give you advice. But I'm sure, you know, we have we all have that friend that won't take it. Um, And yeah, you're just there, you know, to support them, kind of guide them to still do the right thing in whatever they're doing and just giving them like that, that best friend advice and Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. Okay. so the next question they ask is. What was what has been your biggest accomplishments thus far and what are your future goals? So I guess like what um, have you accomplished and what do we expect to see from you guys now? I would say my accomplishment is my business, my little space at the studio and just managing being becoming like my own boss. And, you know, I take a lot of pride meaning like that I do everything behind the scenes of just being a hairstylist, like, you know, like photography, marketing, um, financial, like literally everything. And I would say, um, yeah, that's mine. I kind of set like a goal last year of how much I wanted to make. um, And I feel like I achieved it. (laughs) Um, So that makes me really happy. It just, it's like evidence that it can be done Mm -hmm. if you put your mind to it. Right. Um, so just seeing that like number, I was just really proud of myself. Um, and I don't know, like, I love that I also, um, got into photography. Like I wasn't expecting whenever I, um, was like, okay, I want to be a hairstylist. Mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting to be like a photographer (laughs) Mm -hmm. and like, you know, enjoy making content. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think, I want to keep perfecting, not perfecting, 
but I just want to keep growing, mm-hmm. yeah. um, keep growing and connecting with my clients and just giving them like the best experience. Like mm-hmm. we started, lit- I literally started doing hair like in my apartment, mm-hmm. washing my clients like in the kitchen sink. <laughs> um, and I always wanted to just set like a good vibe for them. Like mm-hmm. I would have candles, like a clean apartment, of, clo- of course. Um, and then my clients have been growing with me and like they stick with me and to mm-hmm. me that's like an achievement i feel like yeah that's so cool yeah to wash hair in the sink to <laughs> having your own salon like that's yeah real. and now we're like in a double studio and i have an assistant now and then like crystals with me and um just seeing the growth like even if it's a little bit yeah. you know what i mean it's still like it's still growth yeah okay so the next question is Let's see. What is your hardest? What was your hardest obstacle when you were starting your career? I think mm, not really having the clientele, mm-hmm. um, having that drive and like um, wanting to be like really good um, at hair, and um, not really knowing like what steps I would have to take um, to get there. So the next question is. Um, which they, they said, weird question, but I'm asking this <laughs> as a tomboy who thinks you both are so pretty. How Aww, do you maintain you. <laughs> how do you maintain yourselves or rather lean into your feminine femininity? Any advice would be appreciated. I love that question. To me, like when I tap into my like feminine energy, mm-hmm. um, I like go get my nails done. Um, get my hair done um I don't know like I kind of tap into like my masculinity energy too (laughs) both yeah Yeah, like I'm a little bit of both um but I think yeah doing those things that make me feel like girly and stuff um doing my makeup different in the morning adding eyeliner once in a while like little things like that Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I do. I, I love to dress up. Like, I love, like, going on Pinterest and, like, looking at outfits that I could recreate from my closet. Um, You know, like, recycle outfits. Because yeah. I used to have this thing where I would buy, like, a new outfit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, you know, it's a new event. Like, blah, blah, blah. But I would say, like, I just... I love being a girl. Like, all the little things. You know, having mm-hmm. a skincare, doing your nails, um, makeup, accessories. Just, like, a lot of things. And just knowing that, you know, you have peace within yourself. You know, that you... Like a classy woman, you know, you're mm-hmm. not out there like, you know, like causing <laughs> big drama or like being loud. And um, a lot of it, I like I said, podcasts and like reading and just all of that. Um, yeah, I mean, I love going on little coffee shops and, you know, doing like little content mm-hmm. here and there and just like showing more of like that that I just don't just do hair like I have yeah. like my own like little life you know like that Pilates and all mm-hmm. of this like I love, love all of that. that for you I love all <laughs> that so but then I get like days where I'm just like oh like I'm gonna go hard at the gym I'm gonna lift weights and mm-hmm. you know it's just like a best of both worlds and and yeah I just feel like just whatever the vibe just is own the day. it yeah mm-hmm. just own it and you know um be that main character you know I feel like leg day makes me feel feminine because yeah, that booty <laughs> yeah. I'm like, let me get this booty right. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. The next question is advice on managing money. That's all you crystal. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about that. Um, advice on what money? Managing money. Managing money. Um, 
I guess like in your personal life I would in say general? I'm not like the materialistic like I just know that of myself I rather like spend some money on like I love like going for dupes or like you know like mm, whatever mm-hmm. like at the end of the day nobody really cares um I feel like it's just more of like an ego thing mm-hmm. but I just feel like I love going to like thrift stores and all of this knowing that you know you get more of your budget and I like to just be like if I can't afford it, like, I just won't, like, you know, I have to be making, and right now, like, um, as a hairstylist, like, it's kind of slow, so, um, if I'm not really bringing in that income, I'm just, like, you know, I just can't do what I usually do, or whatever, um, but, and then also, I'm planning a wedding, so Mm, it's just, like, you know, like, you're on a budget budget, yeah, I'm on a budget (laughs) budget, I'm, like, looking on TikTok DIYs and all of that, yeah, (laughs) we're actually, we're actually also reading a book right now. Oh, yes. What book is um, it? It's called Money Magic. It's amazing. And just like knowing your beliefs with money mm-hmm. and... Um, I'm going to snag that book. Oh, quick. yes. Join the book club. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. And it just basically talks about like your beliefs with it. If you believe you like deserve it or yeah. it can keep it or mm-hmm. it can make it. Yes. Um, like your relationship with it. Yeah, um, interesting. Especially growing up, like you know, like debt and like money, like being short yeah. on money and everything. And it's just like once you put your mind that you deserve this money or whatever. Once you look at it differently, mm. it comes to you easily. Mm. You know. Yeah. Um, and at the end, money is energy. So you just kind of have to believe that you just des- you're deserving of that, and you're working towards that, and it's gonna appear. Uh, it's a really good book. Love yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, and then we did uh, um, talk a little bit about taxes, but this person said, um, "Do you get to write off on getting your own hair done as it's part of the job to look it?" Um, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Um, I. We'll park that question and maybe answer it later. <laughs> I am going tomorrow with my tech yeah, com- yeah. consultant. So, so I guess yeah, ask ask your tax person, <laughs> see yeah. if what is and isn't. But mm-hmm. yeah, that makes sense. Okay, and then what is the best word of advice you can share with men or women interested in the hair industry? Follow follow your dreams. If that's if that's your passion, go for it um have a purpose right so why do you want to do this and with those two things like I feel like you're unstoppable Mm -hmm. um and also just get ready to like really work like Mm -hmm. you know it's not clients are not going to fall on your lap you have to look for them and you have to put yourself out there Mm -hmm. um don't be afraid to make mistakes um that's how you're going to learn is there like any tips for people to find clients um yeah i i feel like word of mouth mouth. is really important um social media social media just putting yourself out there asking Mm -hmm. family and friends to be your models um taking lots of models once you do like a class like an education class yeah a lot of the questions are the same so this is the last question that i have for you guys um how do you deal with toxicity being in a woman um, business of the beauty hair industry, I guess, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's a good one. I think um, if you feel that you're in a toxic environment, um, 
it's probably just not the best to thrive in. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you should just control what you can control. Mm-hmm. And if somebody's coming at you a certain way or making you feel a certain way, um, either just ignoring it, not taking it personal because clearly they're going through something that you have like, like it's not your fault. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just taking it out on you. Um, but yeah, just trying to surround yourself with empowering women i think Mm -hmm. um or men Mm -hmm. you know because men can be toxic too (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah just just trying to surround yourself with like good people that want to see you do well and vice versa yeah i would say putting in your head like you know um that's not who you are um to kind of just not feed into it and to other people's like what they're kind of just saying over there in the corner in the break room or whatever I would do that a lot. I would, like, exclude myself out Mm. of it because it's draining, you know. Like, you're there for a good time to do good hair and be there for your clients. Like, give them the full attention and everything. So um, I would just exclude myself and kind of know who you are at the end of the day and not letting things be too personal, like, Mm. taking them home with you because it does affect, like, you know, who you're with at home. And and they're not deserving of that, you know, because we all have bad days and stuff. So just not putting... Sorry, like a hundred percent attention to it and stuff. And at, at the end of the day, like girls will be girls, but it's like women who kind of want to, you know, give that um, positive to each other and like you know talk about good things, talk about business, um, empower each other, and be surrounded know. with the yeah, same yeah, mindset. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And that's what I love, like being with like Elizabeth and everything. Um, I've never felt like any type of like jealousy or anything like like i love that you know we get to like um work from each other and like you know she's good at like the business part of the whole like everything and we just kind of go well and everything and that's what i love about you know surrounding myself with that and and with you too so (laughs) i did notice like so i actually seen crystal when she worked for a salon Mm -hmm. and then now I also went to go see you when you had your own business Mm -hmm. and I did notice one thing um about you (laughs) was you didn't actually talk to uh your co-workers you were just kind of like you know I'm here for business and I'm here my clients here and I'm just gonna focus on my client because I do notice that whenever I go to like other hairstylists like they're talking they're talking to the person next to them girl my man this that girl like I hear it all (laughs) yeah so that's never been I did notice that with you actually that's so cool (laughs) and I mean I would talk to them I'd be like you know have a good day or like you know like how was it Mm -hmm. just not to focus on the negative you know there's so much more to like life than just talking about negative and yeah that's just not that's like my biggest egg <laughs> yeah yeah well thank you guys so much for oh, joining me today i loved having you guys on here it really felt like they were nervous at first and i was like yeah. don't worry <laughs> like, yeah. it's just like we're in the living room talking to each other yeah. you know and that was totally the vibe so i y'all brought the energy oh, and thank, thank you, you. Thank guys you. so much fun. for coming if you guys are listening to this don't forget we are also on youtube so you can check us out at the mad gc podcast on youtube we are also on every streaming 
service. And um, if you haven't checked us out on YouTube, definitely check us out. Um, other than that, thank you guys so much for coming in thank again. You thank us. you guys for asking all these awesome yes. questions. Yes. Don't forget <laughs> that we are here every other week. And next episode is going to be a dilemma. So if you have anything going on in your life that you need advice on, just head over to the madgirlsclub.com, submit your dilemma, and then we will answer it on our next episode. Other than that, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Bye. Bye. Bye.